hey, it's No Crumbs Left, and I'm sitting across from one of my best blogger friends, Rebecca Firth. Here's the funny thing. I, w- I was like, what's your last name? Because in blogging, you're displaced housewife. <laughs> I know. Same. You're No Crumbs Left. <laughs> right. So it would be like, what is your other name? You know, so funny. Rebecca Firth, anyway. So displaced housewife, it's so fun to, we got displaced housewife in the house. Exactly. No longer displaced. I love it. It's so much fun to have you here. I know. Thank you for having me. I've been cooking from your new uh, cookbook, Cookies, the cookie book. The cookie book. And uh, so funny because we're good friends, mm-hmm. and yet we have such different, you know, kinds of blogs. Um, I mean, not so different because we're mothers. We love our kids. We like to eat. We're passionate about food um, and all that. But um, you make the most unbelievable desserts and cookies. And how did you get started doing this? Well, I have to say really quick, I mean, I love to eat, I think, most of the time like you cook. But then that's why I get to have so many sweet treats. It's, right. Yeah, because I eat healthy most of the time. Because you are, you know about moderation. Exactly. And just so you know, in in, um, in 2019, 18, I'm just learning about it. So <laughs> it's an emerging skill. Exactly. If, which which is what they said at my kid's school. If your kids were really not good at something, they'd say, oh, it's an emerging skill. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of emerging <laughs> skills. <laughs> um, so how did I start baking? Yeah, I mean, how did you get into blogging and, you know, doing what you're doing? Well, so I came up with the name Displaced Housewife when, um, God, this was back in... 2005. I mean, it was a long time ago. And I was moving to China with my then husband and Desperate Housewives was huge. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be the displaced housewife. That's what I thought. So I loved the name. And I was like, I'm going to go to China with my two little kids. And I'm going to write this really great book called Displaced Housewife. And then it was a totally nuts three years. There was no way I would have been able to write a book. But I came home, bought the URL and just sat on it because I didn't know what I wanted it to be. But I knew I did didn't, at the time I was going through a divorce and I didn't want to be like the angry housewife blog. <laughs> so I didn't do anything with it. And then my mom, um, I think it was in 2014, she saw that Sunset Magazine was looking for holiday recipes. And I've always been into baking and cooking and creating new recipes. And she's like, you should really submit your five spice cranberry appetizer. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And they bought it. And I was like, holy smokes, that's what I should be doing. It was like this major moment. And then by the end of the month, I had started putting things on my blog and have been doing it ever since. I love that. (laughs) I think one of the things that I like is this idea that you can make up what you want to do for a living. Um, And I've long been a believer in that. I've had jobs that I've created that I've made up. And what do you think about that? Well, I was going to say like the year before I started the blog, um, I had been working in a job that was not fulfilling. I was not living my best life. And I was like, I want to stop doing that. And I want to, I kept saying, I'm going to create my own reality. My uncle was like, you're insane. Like, what does that even mean? And I'm just like, why do I have to live in this world where I'm working at a job nine to five to pay my bills. I know you have to do that. But I was like, I need a segue out of it. I started taking writing classes through Stanford has like an extension program. And I knew I wanted whatever I was going to do to be with writing. But I wanted to create a world in which I could be with my kids during the day, I could be creatively fulfilled. 
Um, and blogging has like ticked every single box. Like I feel lucky every day, don't you? I, that we get I to do. do what we do. I do. And there's so many, I mean, there's so many different parts to what we do. Yeah. So it's not just like, I mean, there's the, the, you know, cooking and baking and there's the putting things on the blog and there's the recipes and there's working with brands and then interacting with, with, you know, all of the folks that we're lucky enough to do. So what I love is that you're always over your skis. You're always learning something new. Yes. You're always doing things that you don't know. It's so mentally stimulating. And you get to meet so many fascinating people. I mean, like, we met each other. Who knows how our paths might have crossed if we hadn't both taken this path. And I feel like we started right around the same time, didn't we? Well, I do remember following you, and I remember um, I loved you, and I loved, like, your blog, and I liked – I was new on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I love like you had these you had this this funny way and this way of speaking, but just so real, so authentic. And I remember like I made your enchiladas and I was like messaging you. And then it was like I did a picture of it and I shouted you out. I remember that that being sort of the beginning. And you were I would say you were my first blogger friend or real friend that I made kind of on Instagram. We were like interacting, like DMing each other and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's how I remember. When did you start? 2014. It was August 2014. Yeah. That was when they sent me the $250 for my (laughs) recipe, and I was like, I'm going to keep going with this. I love that. Yeah. Well, let's just say that it's worked well. I know. What are some of the guiding principles that you, let's say, live your life by? I mean, I think you and I are both positive people, sort of law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have, there are some ways that we have some similarities. And you know, what are some of the guiding principles that you live your life by and blog by? Yeah. Well, so one of them is, I mean, one's a funny one. It's from my dad. And he always, when I was growing up, he would say there was an ass for every seat. So like, even if I was going to be sat, like I had this really cute convertible bag. And then I was like, I don't know, dad, I don't know how much I can get for it. And he's like, put the price at this. There's an ask for every seat. You're going to be able to sell the car for what you want it. And I was like, okay. So I sort of think that way, like I've kind of transferred that into thinking about my blog. I feel like, and I think other people can think of it in whatever their venture might be. If you're real and authentic and you're speaking honestly, that there's people out there that will want to listen um, and you'll hopefully like impact their life in a really nice way you know, help their journey somehow. So anyways, I don't know if that's how my dad intended it, but that's, that's how it's morphed for me. I love that. I, I had a dad who was, um, is your dad still around? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I had a dad who was um, a guy who could really have the ability to focus. And that's one of the things that he said is the ability to focus is a thread that runs through so-called successful people. <laughs> Shoot. I don't know how good my focus is. Well, I think the reality is your focus is really good. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes, I do. I'm very focused, very goal-oriented mm-hmm. for sure. But um, sometimes I can be, this is another one of my dad-isms, but a fart in a windstorm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. He runs the gambit. He really does. But so sometimes like when we're having a conversation, conversation. I might be here and then I might go there and then I'll try and bring it back to that. So it's not always linear. Well, I think it's, I mean, here's the thing that I think it's great is that you've got to be focused to be able to put your attention. You wrote a book, so clearly you can focus. Yeah. But part of what we do is that we have to wear lots of different hats. Yeah. And and I think that's sort of the thing about women and men. I mean, well, I mean the thing about women is that we're really good at going right brain, left brain, right brain, left brain. Yes. So I think we can focus and be all over the place. Yeah, I like that. So all of that with blogging sounds great, but I mean, how do you actually align with that vision and passion and create it? 
Um, okay, so one of the things I did in the beginning to sort of help me get through the time. So you're working by yourself. You're isolated. You really don't have many people in your industry that you know at that point, right? In right. the very beginning. Absolutely. It can be lonely. And you can be like, I hope I'm doing the right thing. Is anybody interested in what I'm doing right now? So I created this um, document, and it was called I Started a Food Blog. <laughs> and then in it, I would write literally anything that happened that was like positive reinforcement for what I was doing. So whether somebody reposted me, like you repost or posting the carnitas or whatever, or let's say Epicurious or Food and Wine, or somebody would repost something, or maybe a brand would reach out to me, or maybe somebody would just send me a note and tell me that they liked what I was doing. Um, I found that those were really helpful when I started to lose steam. Um, and that helped me stay focused on what I was doing. I really, the whole time I kept going, I'm doing the right thing. Like, this feels really good. It feels really right. Nobody's really reading my blog right now, but I just need to stay the course. And that document really helped me. Like, it fed my, um, what's the word? I'm your looking, creativity, your creativity. soul. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. So I think everyone should do that, no matter what you're doing in life, because sometimes you forget all the great things that you've done and accomplished. So was this something public or was it something private? It was private. Okay. Yeah. It was just for me to sort of, um, on those nights when you were like, is this the right thing? You know, I And did you keep it on the computer or in a notebook? It was on the computer. It was a Word doc. That is so fantastic. Do you still do that? Um, no, I yeah. stopped doing it yeah. probably like a year ago. Um, well, we get busy, and sometimes yes. it's a mode that really works at the time, and it yes. really greases the wheels. And it's it's really like, in a way, it's like a, a vision board. It's a gratitude board. Yes. It's just the thing that coming back to. It's like affirming the positive yeah. and then you know reading it, and it's just like success breeds success. I mean, I've always been one to sort of celebrate all of the moments. And some of the things that I've done is I'm like, I'll go, I'm fearless about going after things. I'll ask yes. anybody to partner up to it's do important. something, you know. Yeah, I'm, you have to put yourself out there. Like people aren't going to seek you out, um, at least not in the very beginning. You have to make yourself uncomfortable. Right. That was one of the things for me. So in the very beginning, I didn't even have my name on my Instagram because I was a little embarrassed. And then finally, I was just Rebecca. I didn't put Rebecca Firth. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, I can put Rebecca Firth. But in the very beginning, it was probably four months into it, my niece sent me a a text message and she was like are you displaced housewife she's like I can, she's like it sounds like I'm like yes I'm displaced housewife because I just I was putting myself out there but I was nervous about it so I think you have to make yourself uncomfortable and kind of awkward sometimes to get where you want to go just believe in yourself. You really have to constantly believe in yourself. I, I feel the same. I took so many risks in the beginning. I mean, I always, you know, people are like, well, how did you get to, you know, whatever followers? A lot of what I did was being willing to partner with people, you mm -hmm. know, doing a giveaway with someone or, you know, shouting somebody out or working together on something, finding ways. I remember a couple of years ago bringing a group of my favorite bloggers together, mm -hmm. of which you were one. so fun. And we went to Napa and had a wonderful excursion and we got, you know, restaurants and things, you know, helped support the trip and Melissa's produce sent produce and a lot of people, you know, just encouraged us and believed in us and said, you know, we want to buy you dinner. And we, we really had, we, we had a lot of fun. Well, we had an amazing time, A. And, yeah. like, there were so many good memories from that trip. But I will say it was an inspiring trip. It was so – it was the first time I was around other people in, for, like, an extended period of time that had the same interests that I did. 
I mean, it was really a great trip. Did was it was it pivotal for you? <laughs> I, I mean, I loved it. I mean, I loved this idea at the time. I was thinking I maybe wanted to do a bloggers conference. I realized with the amount of work that it was that it wasn't yeah. that for me. But um, I loved the idea of bringing like-minded people together, and it created a wonderful core group for us. Yeah, you know, we all really support each other. We're similar kinds of people that are just really people, people. So it's like if your friend's doing it, you're there, you're with them, you're in the trenches. And we don't have a lot of that sort of jealousy that, you know, some circles might have. No. And you know what's nice is that we're all still supporting each other today. Yes. Yeah. How many years later? I mean, it was it it was two years ago. That's it. Was it two? Are you serious? I I feel like it has to be more than that. I think it was two, and so much has happened in the meantime, right? I mean, for all of us. That's insane. And remember, we had that George Lang photographer who came. Yeah, he was amazing. And he took, you know, pictures of all of us. I cried when he talked. I was so moved. He's he's an incredible guy. Yeah, he was awesome. So what about obstacles? I mean, no matter what, you know, we're in the business of obstacles. We always are solving problems. Yes. What's your philosophy? How do you do that? Well, so when I moved home from China, a really dear friend of mine um, had me meet with a friend of hers that she'd grown up with who is an intuitive. Have you ever met with an intuitive? Absolutely. Okay. So her name is... I've had a previous life doing that, (laughs) yes. So her name is Jill Willard. She's pretty amazing. Um, And we met... I'll never forget it. It was such a crazy day because my life was chaos at the time. And we met at the Biltmore in Santa Santa Barbara overlooking the ocean. It was so beautiful. I remember dolphins were like swimming by and stuff. One of the things that she said to me was life... Um, presents obstacles when you're not like living your true life or your true self and following your passion. And that was, that was a really term. That was a big turning point for me because, um, it's such a good way to look at life. Like if things aren't working out, maybe your job is making you miserable or in your relationship or could be a friendship. You know, you just keep having these, um, I don't know, episodes, hard times, roadblocks or whatever, maybe that's not the right path for you. So now when I come across obstacles, I'm always like reevaluating, like, where am I at right now? Is this really where I should be? Is this the project that I should be doing? Are these people I should be working with? Like, I just want to surround myself with people that are good and kind and projects that like feed me. Right. Um, I mean, obviously you have to pay the bills, but Mm -hmm. I try as hard as I can to like stay that line of, is this the right path for me? Because I don't want to end up where I was when I was having that beautiful lunch with our, you know, because that was kind of a challenging time. And this is the thing for those people who, well, that sounds great, but they work in this job and they're not able to change that. Then it's also just creating this idea in your own life because there's more ideas than just nine to five. There's after hours, creating a hobby, you know, surrounding yourself with a circle of real people. Yes, I can speak to that because for the year and a half, two years before I quit working, um, I was taking those classes at Stanford. I was doing freelance writing. I was like doing anything and everything I could brainstorming. What can I do with my life? How can I shift everything? Like you have to keep digging and have faith that you'll get there, but just keep exploring like what are your passions? What makes you happy? Because I really think that's where you're going to find your best life. And it doesn't have to be independent. It it could be a nine to five job. I'm not like dismissing nine to five jobs. But for me as a single mom, I was like, that is not the right path for me, if I if I can create a life outside of that, that's my ideal life. 
hope people don't hate me for that because I realize it's not easy for everyone to do. No, and I think the point is, is that if you can do it, you know, with work, great. And if not, how do you create authenticity in your life? How do you create a circle of friends that love and support you? Um, How do you create passions that really, you know, fuel your soul? And, you know, how do we move out of things that are not aligned with who we are and move into living the best life that we can? Yeah, exactly. And I do think one of the things in life, this is one thing I'm trying to come to terms with, but I think one of the keys to happiness in life is being able to see the joy in it when things are miserable. I mean, that is so hard. Okay, how do you do that? I have to think about that. Well, it's hard, but I I think that we're always going to have miserable miserable periods in our life. You know, our kids aren't always going to be happy or doing well in school or happy as adults. We're not always going to be satisfied with our job or maybe a partner that we're working with. But we, if you can somehow find a way to not let that be like um, everything in your whole life, everything in yes. your whole life and sort of dictate how you feel when you're away from it, then I think that's finding like some true happiness. And even it's like there's the, you know, the valleys and the lows, you know, yeah. so there are times, you know, I just spent this last year working hard on a project. There were times where it's like, this is the hardest work I'm ever going to do yeah. in my life. But then you get past it and you're like, oh my gosh, I did that. I grew. Now I can't you wait know. to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or go away for a couple of weeks at the end of the year and do nothing. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Are you going somewhere? I'm not going anywhere. Okay. I'm excited to go home and be with my kids. And we haven't even got um, a Christmas tree yet. So I want to get a Christmas tree decorated and just kind of celebrate the holidays and relax with them. Do you? Will you cook for the holidays? Um, I always do Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and I always do um, homemade pizza. And so I always do, like, one new signature pizza every year and then always have, like, typical toppings out and then just make a ton of pizzas, a big salad. I'm big on, like, a signature cocktail for every occasion. So it's pretty relaxed. And then we go to my sister's for Christmas. I saw that um, one of the holidays you did, like, a gorgeous table. and That was Thanksgiving. Yes. But Thanksgiving is my most favorite holiday to cook for. I love Thanksgiving. And Don't you? I absolutely do. You know, my birthday always falls around Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I love it. I was a Thanksgiving baby. So was my sister. And I love that it's about food and family and love, but it isn't about presents. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I'm not a big present giver at the holiday. I feel like life is a gift enough and yeah. my kids have a great life. So I don't, we no longer do the presents under the tree thing, but it's like we just, we spend time together. You know, we take a great walk. We eat a wonderful meal. And, mm-hmm. and that for me is a lovely holiday. Yeah, that sounds like a nice holiday. My mother always, when it was growing up, she it, it, Christmas kind of made her sad. And mm-hmm. I think it was like she knew that we had enough, but she knew that other people, some other people didn't. Yeah. And so the whole that whole idea of the buying presents and everything it made her sad. And I always was like, you know, why? I mean, why does that make you sad? Well, then you're a mother. And you're like, oh, I get it. Of course. Of it's course heartbreaking. it is. heartbreaking. And I sort of feel that way about the holiday, you mm-hmm. know. So I really love the holiday just to be about a, a day, you know, with people that you love. Yeah. My kids would boycott me if I didn't have. I get it. I get it. And my kids are how old are your kids? Um, they're little. So, I mean, I think they're still little. Mm-hmm. Stella's 15, which is she's getting quite a bit older. And then Gavin is 12. Yeah. So he's almost a teenager. Yeah. I think at some point in high school. I mean, my thing is, like, I would, I'd be happy to get you one nice thing. And mm-hmm. why don't you decide what it is you want? Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I, I think I think we let go of gifts a long time ago. And, yeah, and, and my kids live a nice life, so they're not like, oh my gosh, that mom of ours is so mean. Please, none of us are really. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we're so lucky. 
Absolutely. Grateful. So for people that want to, let's talk a little bit about tips for, for making blog wor- blogging work, because you and I have done that. And mm-hmm. let's just talk a little bit. About, what are some of your tips for people who want to blog? I would say being like a true version of like a true version, being your true self, mm-hmm. um, being totally honest to a point doesn't mean you have to talk about everything, but just be real. Don't act like how you think you should act. Just be authentic um, and do not compare yourself to other people. You will like burst into flames. It will just wear you out. It's like a fruitless endeavor. <laughs> Don't you agree? I mean, I my thing has always been I got to stay in my own lane, keep my head down and work hard. Yeah, focus I, on what you're doing. I'm aware of what other people are doing, but yeah. I'm not I'm not focused or, or obsessed because I, if I find if I get over there and I'm doing that, then suddenly that is not bringing me more joy and it's not really living from a joyful place. Yeah. So my thing is like stay in your own lane, you know, do your thing. Of course, that means for me, I support what my friends are doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And if anybody at any point of says, course. hey, I need your help or people ask questions or whatever, I'm always happy to do it. But I just focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and then it really is a tremendous amount of work, but it's fun work. Um, and just really, I think you, I think I know, and I would love to know what you think about this. I know when I do something and I think it's great and I feel really good about it. And there's been a handful of times where I've done something and, I, and there might be one part, maybe it's like a paragraph or maybe it's one photo that I've put out there. But before I did it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really like that. I just need to get it done. And then I put it out there. I always regret that I did that. Like, I just feel like you have to follow your gut. Like, your gut knows what you should be doing. So, like, I think that's an important thing to follow when you're in an independent, like, endeavor. Absolutely. in general. I mean, I think trusting your instincts is important. And sometimes, you know, and, you know, in this world of social media, we do that. We trust our instincts. And we do some awesome work. And for whatever reason... It doesn't. It doesn't go, and you're like, "Wow! I mean, this is this is great. This is really, really good." And then there are times where I do something. It's like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to talk about this." You know, it's like this last summer, I walked Lucy to the every uh, to the door every day and said goodbye as she went out the door and you know went on her job. Well, it was like people came in droves and they wanted to see the saying goodbye to Lucy every single day and families watched. And mm-hmm. so something that I did that I just thought was nothing yeah. really resonated and people got. And then there's something, you'll do something for a client. You're like, this is great. We have worked hard. It oh is my beautiful. God. And it's the algorithm or something and it doesn't happen. And you're like, I don't I don't get it. No, so, I just recently yeah. had that. I was like, I love these pictures. I was so excited for them to go out there. And it was like crickets. I'm like, what's happening right now? They're so, I thought they were so beautiful. But I think I'm better now about going, you know what? These are pretty photos. I can't control everything. It is what it is. I did all the hard work. Like, you can only go so far. And then Instagram, the Instagram gods, like, take control and do whatever they want to do. And you have to be, you know, I mean, part of what I think, one of my things is be willing to fail. Risk. Yes. Get out there. Make your, you know, be be your authentic self. Risk and try new things, and just understand it's a post and it can fail, and and then you go like, so what? Uh, because there's a lot of uh, failing on the way to succeeding. Yeah. Well, actually, that was one of the things I was going to say when you said people ask about why you, or how you grew to have so many followers. And I think it is because in your stories, I mean, obviously in the posts as well, but in your stories, you're very real, authentic. Whenever anyone asks me, what's Terry like? I'm like, she is exactly <laughs> who you think she is. There is no way yeah. around it. Like you are very genuine on those. And that p- speaks to people. You know, of course that people are going to want to follow that. The stories are fun for me. I mean, I, 
you know, I loved the Instagram before, but the stories. And I mean, you always think I always think like, well, you know, I'm blogging. People have to be like, you know, 19 and a size two and, the, you know, a, a model or something. So it's just fun to go. I am just having a lot of fun. I'm 50. I'm doing it. I'm taking it by storm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there and be myself. You know, people like me, you know, there'll be people that, that won't. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm okay with both. Yeah. You know, my thing is like, if you like what I'm providing here, if someone's like, oh, I don't like that now, you know, you've got your friend on doing this, whatever. I'm like, you know, if, if you like what I'm providing here, I'm absolutely thrilled. But if for some reason it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay, too. Yeah. I'm not going to become some other version or watered down version to make XYZ no. follower like me. That would it's be like, miserable. That's just I haven't been, been doing that my whole life and I'm not going to start now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So let's just talk about creativity for a moment. I mean, which it, it takes so much creativity for us to do what we do. Mm-hmm. What's your thought about it? Um, so I I find what we do so rewarding, to be honest, that I don't have really a hard time. First of all, writing comes super natural to me. Like I have my master's in English lit. Like being able to sit down and write a blog post is a treat. Like I'm always looking forward to that. Um, photos are a little harder for me. But studying, um, like going on, I'll go on um, Pinterest and maybe put, you know, apple pie food photography. And then I'll look at how other people styled and photographed it to try and, like, get inspired for new style ways to style photos. Um, that's one of the things I do that helps to spur that. Um, as far as recipe creation, like, I love to look at sweet and savory cookbooks and just look at the different flavor combinations. And sometimes it's I'll want to try... I don't know, a new type of bread maybe. And then other times it's a flavor combination. And then I'm like, what would be a cool way to sort of have that play out? Would I want it in a cake or a cookie or a pie? Um, so, and then I email myself ideas all the time. I like, love that. Yeah. I love it. Because otherwise I'll forget. I just put recipe in the subject, email it to myself. And then I have a whole folder in my email that's just all recipe ideas. So if I do have one of those days where I'm like, I want, I need to make something. What do I want it to be? I'll start combing through there to see what I've sent to myself. Yeah, I love that. I have notes on my phone, all kinds of notes like yes. next whole 30 takeover, book ideas, yes. you know, whatever it is. I'll have notes going, you know, constantly. And then we just have what I love to do is have a creativity meeting. Just even, mm-hmm. you know, call you call Julian Child or somebody in the neighborhood, you know, or Zach or whoever and we'll sit down and we'll brainstorm for 2 hours mm-hmm. where it's just like like I got a whole 30 takeover coming. So yes. we'll get together next week and then Lori who works for me part time and and we're actually going to be in three different places because mm-hmm. I'm going to be in LA, I'm, I'm going to be in San Francisco and Zach's going to be in Chicago and Lori's going to be in far away and we're going to brainstorm for 2 hours. We're going to say, "Okay, what are we excited about? What are we thinking about? What did yeah. we bring last time that people really loved? That's what fun. do we want to do more of?" Oh, okay, Sumac, is that going to be too much, you know, is the whole 30 audience do they like something that's more mainstream mm-hmm. and and from we create a document, and from that, then it's a lot of, like, Googling, going, okay, what are some ideas, and what's a pl- flavor profile that's going to go with this? And and then, you know, there's a document created, and that's the beginning of the Whole30 Takeover. I mean, now I've done it six times. It's 27 posts. It's yeah. 27 blog posts. You know it's 27 pictures. 
We know the drill. We know, <laughs> you know, we know that the drill. We know that it's we know that it's not easy, but it's it's rewarding. And at this yeah. point, you know, we sort of. Well, that's got so it nice. Down. You have a team of people to bounce ideas off of. It's nice, and if yeah. you don't have a team, you got other people. I'm a party will... of one right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I'll call you know she you in New York and be like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this with the meatball, and I can't quite get it right. And mm-hmm. what do you think? I'm thinking about this sauce. I mean, I have no problem calling anybody at any yeah. time on anything. Yeah. Um, or somebody who likes to say eat paleo and go, you know, let's talk about it. Because I like eating paleo, but that's not the way that I eat all the time. Yeah. You know, it's an idea of I like fruits and vegetables and, you know, I'm, I'm doing this thing called Fresh. moderation. and I, Yeah, I'm moderation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your book, tell us, how did it come to be and how's it going? And So the cookie book, it's going so well. I feel like it's like a best case scenario. Like I should knock on wood right now or something. But um, I had been working with an agent on a cookbook proposal for probably – a while. I don't even want to say how long because it was a ridiculous amount of time. And then I was probably one week away from finishing my proposal. And then the publisher um, of the cookie book reached out and said, do you want to do a cookie book? And I was like, yeah, I want to do a cookie book. That sounds amazing. So I set the old proposal aside and worked on the cookie book. It was kind of a quick turnaround. Um, So, but I sort of was like, I'm into this. I'm just, and I was literally getting up at 4 a.m., working till 11 o'clock for a really long time. But I'm so proud of what came of it. So it's already in its third printing. Um, we've sold over 10,000 copies. Oh, it's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's yeah. it's far exceeded my expectations as like a first-time author. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. It's a dream. I feel so grateful that I was given the opportunity. Um, They did ask me to do the photos, which was nerve wracking for me because I don't think of myself as a photographer or I think of somebody that really likes photography, but I'm not a photography professional. Um, So that was hard and fun and rewarding all at the same time. Yeah, and I mean, you really own the project. Yes. I do feel like it's a total example of, like, this is my creativity in however 191 pages, whatever it is. And and what's nice is next time maybe you'll have a photographer and a, you know, photographer and a prop stylist. I mean, yeah, I know. Could you imagine? That's exciting. That's glorious. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten to be a part on the sideline of a project that did have it, and it's uh, it's pretty freaking great. Yeah, it sounds nice. So has the book tour taken you all over? So I've been to New York several, like three times in the past couple months, which is nice. New York speaks to me. I just love it there, don't you? Yeah, I, I love just, it. The energy, yeah. like I never want to go to sleep and I just want to eat all the food. Um, New York has been a blast. San Francisco, LA, um, down to Orange County, and then now Chicago with you. And then I'm going to go to Minneapolis um, and do Twin Cities Live. And then I get to go home. I love it. Yeah. And enjoy the holidays. But it's been fun. I love traveling. Like it's in my blood. I know it's in your blood it's, too. It's in my blood too. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's in my blood. This year I've been working on this big project, so I haven't been able to. But this next year it's going to take me to all kinds of places. Mm. And I'm excited. I've got something coming up actually in Minnesota, and I'm going to Albuquerque in January, and I'm going to be doing some meetups. And then we got important things we're going to be announcing in January. So I'm on the edge of my seat. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's some good stuff. And it's... It's a privilege to be able to work on, you know, projects like this. It is. I know. I just hope it all keeps staying because I'm growing because it's just, I don't know. This has been an amazing year. And I don't know what more I could say besides thank you, Cosmo. Yeah. (laughs) Keep doing it. Yeah. 
Well, I so appreciate you coming and seeing you. We want to shout out to all of our, um, the, we, it was called the No Crumbs Left Celebration of Food. We're going to say hello to all of our, our wonderful compatriots that we were in Napa with. Yeah, and uh, so people, where are they going to find your book? And it, the week we do this on the Friday Favorites, we're going to be sure we're going to have a, when we announce this one, we're going to definitely have um, a giveaway. I've got, as you know, I bought five of your books, so I've got them. So where do so they find you it? You can get it anywhere books are sold. I mean, online, it's at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, international people. It's on Book Depository. Um, you can buy it in Barnes & Noble stores, independent bookstores. If your bookseller doesn't have it, ask them to get it. Okay, great. We love it. <laughs> yeah. We love it. Thank you. And if you. people want to find you, where do they find you? Um, DisplacedHousewife.com and at DisplacedHousewife on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. I want to say that I made the, you know, I'm a gluten-free gal and I know you've got a gluten-free, you got one gluten-free recipe mm-hmm. in there and it was so delicious. I, know, I mean, I love, that I love it. And at some point, probably around this time, I'll post it. I do have one yeah. other gluten-free. Oh, what is I it? just don't say okay. it's gluten-free because okay. it's like accidentally, mm-hmm. but oh, they're called um, Mocha Sarah's. Mm-hmm. So it's a Sarah Bernhardt cookie. Have you ever had that? No. So it's like an almond base mm-hmm. and then it has a French buttercream and then it's dipped in chocolate. So is it is it an almond meal cookie? It's an almond. It's this chewy little almond cookie-ish base. What's it's the, a funky. What's the flour? It's um. I honestly, I haven't made okay. it so long. Okay, great. Okay, great. I understand. <laughs> I, 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 and I know, I know how that can go. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, but we know that one's gluten-free too. Yes, but um, so I have two gluten-free. The, uh, the the chocolate chip cookie is amazing. So good, I love that yeah. cookie. And worth and you would never know that it's uh, gluten-free. No, I worked really. I worked for a bakery for a while. So when I was trans like in the very beginning of blogging I worked for a bakery and I was doing catering to make ends meet um and they wanted me to create a gluten-free cookie for them and so I worked months on I getting would say that. so yeah it's, it's freaking perfect yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I'm not a baker we know I like to cook well Becca thanks so much what a pleasure to have you I know thanks for having me it's so nice to see you So we're signing off. Everybody have a great day. And you can find me over at No Crumbs Left on Instagram, Facebook, or the blog. Have a great day. Bye.